Welcome to the Splinters Podcast from the team on the bench. Community Radio's leading no-holds-barred Friday night sports show. Available online and replayed on Triple H 100.1 FM. Now, here's your host, the Italian stallion, Dom Rizzuto. Good evening and welcome once again to another massive edition of Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming live on the web, of course, of always at www.triplehfm.com.au and we are available on all platforms, no matter where you get your podcasts from, whether that be iTunes, Google Play, Spotify and of course our favourite podcast. Com. My name is Dom Rizzuto and it is a brilliant day again to be with you, bringing you a huge edition of our favourite p- podcast on a Tuesday. Plenty to get through because we are nearing another worldwide event for 2019, another phenomenon, and that is, of course, everyone's favourite, the Rugby World Cup, held this year in Japan for the very first time. An exciting time. I know as a Southern Hemisphere local, I'm extremely excited. I'm going to be able to watch this and watch it at a reasonable hour. There'll be games on during the day when you're at work. It's going to be super exciting. I know all of Australia is going to get right behind it. So let's get through it and talk all about what's going to be another massive year for rugby. Of course, I say we, not doing this all by myself. I'm joined by a true friend of mine and a true friend of the bench and a true friend of Splinter's. He's a, another rugby connoisseur, a former Canberra native, but he's returned home to the, the spiritual home of the Northern Beaches. He is Forestville's number 15 and finest. It is Jacob Aquilina. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Dom. What a rap that is. That's one of the better raps I've ever received on any show, but I'll, I'll take it. Um, very looking forward to this episode. This is very close to my heart, and, and what a year this has been. They've got the Cricket World Cup that's just gone, the Ashes, and now one of the greatest sporting events in the world. Yeah, I, I want to say number one, but probably number two behind the uh, the round ball game, their World Cup, the Rugby World Cup in Japan. What a place to have it. Really good for rugby, really good for us, so we can watch it in the afternoon after work or during work or what, what have you. And uh, a huge World Cup that it's not going to be just one team dominating the whole time. There's going to be a few teams that have be right there at the point of the end. I'm really looking forward to it. What's what's I think is so special about the Rugby World Cup, and I don't know if you, if you agree with me here, but it always feels like it's been such a long time since the last one. I think obviously, with like you mentioned, the, the soccer World Cup and the, or the football World Cup, whatever whichever way you want to call it, we'll we'll call it both for for everyone who chooses to change up between the names. Is that mm. there's that Euro in between, so you kind of get those two big events every couple of years. So. It's not doesn't feel like the sport ever really stops. And obviously with cricket this year, we obviously had the World Cup, which was an amazing uh, an event. But then it was closely followed by the Ashes. So the, the events never really stop in a way. But for, because rugby, it's just the one event. And the same with the basketball at the moment, with the Basketball World Cup cu- currently on. Mm. You know, they also have the Olympics there it, that sort of comes in the year after that. So I think but with rugby, you just because it's the only – competitive national event, international event for the for the code is just special every time it comes around. Oh, absolutely. And, in, you know, uh, it's, it's it's something that's really excited for everyone in, in, in the world and they really look forward to something like this because you get a lot of nations that don't see a lot of international rugby come now and they, they excel in in international rugby. So it's, it's awesome to see and I'm really looking forward to it. It starts very soon and I'm very, very excited. 
Exactly right. It does start very soon. The game's only a couple of weeks away. A couple of weeks away. It's actually it's actually next Friday. Well, next be Friday. Well, we'll be this Friday. When you hear this, it'll be Friday. That'll be when the game is on the twentieth. The host Japan will take on Russia. Some would say probably not the biggest game to start the competition with, but. Japanese rugby has gone from strength to strength to strength, and they get great fans to any code out there uh, in Japan. And it'll, I'm sure it'll it'll kick off the season perfectly for for the home nation to and probably a big win for them as well, which will really get the vibe going straight away. Let's discuss how we're going to go through this today, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go for a real off script version today, as Flynn is. We're chucking the rule book out. We're just going to go through the teams. We're going to go through the groups. We're going to talk and just talk and just really grind at it, but just have a lot of fun with it and just just a, just a casual way of looking at this at this great competition. Well, when you go into something like this, Dom, you've got to chuck the rule book out because there's going to be so many penalties. In, you know, as a huge rugby fan, I hate seeing the whistle blown, but there's going to be a lot of penalties thrown. So when the rule book's – it's going to be – might be taken back next Friday, the 20th, but tonight we'll chuck it as far away as possible. We'll just – We'll run with it. We'll see what happens. Eh? Anything could happen. This is going to be a loose episode. I look forward to it. Exactly right. We're going to go through our part one today. We're going to go through groups A and group B first up. And in the second half, you will hear the group C and group D. And that's, of course, it will get very fiery because we'll be talking about the Wallabies' chances going into the back end of mm-hmm. the competition as well in that little half, uh, little spot at the, end of the, at the end of the show today. Let's start off, though. Let's get right into group A. And, well, we're going to kick it off right away with one of the tournament favourites, the second best team in the world right now. That is the Irish, the Ireland side. Jake, this team is coming off a pretty impressive Six Nations season series once again. They're, they're, they're in winning form in at test level. They've got to be the best chance, best chance outside the All Blacks of taking home gold this year. Oh, absolutely. Um, the Irish are playing some un- unbelievable rugby, um, you know, coming off, as you said, an, an unbelievable Six Nations tour. Um, you know, they've beaten New Zealand a few times. They're, they were the, the best in the world at one point um, uh, before, after Wallabies beat New Zealand, but then they, they were pushed back to second. Uh, they're a real, real chance of winning this World Cup. You know, they're probably up there, as you said, in the top two. They're, they're a real, real chance of, of, of taking home the gold. And, you know, it's full of names, obviously led by their captain, Rory Best, and he's a quality football player um, in the forwards there. But you still got names that have, Jonathan Sexton is still in that squad. He's still getting picked. Uh, he's probably he's probably what his eleventh World Cup in a row, I think. You know, so well, it should be. He's been there for a hundred years. That bloke. he's still going. It feels like it. He feels, it feels like, like it. it's his eleventh World Cup. But um, you know, obviously you got Rob Kearney in there as well. So they're a real good side. Ireland. They're playing some unbelievable rugby. They're in winning form. Got a really good coach. And I tell you what, they're they're a real chance of taking it out. Well, let's run through this team quickly uh, for for Ireland. Rory Best, as we mentioned, the the captain in the forwards. Uh, Targ Beanie, Jack Conan, Sean Cronin, Tark Fulong, Sean Healy, Dave Kilcoyne, Ian Henderson, John Klein, Peter Mahoney, Andrew Porter, Reese Ruddock, James Ryan, John Ryan, Neil Scannell, CJ Stander, Josh Vanderflyer will be the forwards. And in the backs, you've got Bundy Aki, Joey Carby, Jack Cardi, Andrew Conway, Keith Earls, Chris Farrell, Robbie Henshaw, Rob Kearney, Jordan Larmore, Luke McGrath, Connor Murray, Gary Ringrose, Jonathan Sexton, as we mentioned before, the, the stalwart in that side, and Jacob Stockdale. Again, we've mentioned them, you know, this Irish side is an extreme powerhouse in the world of rugby. But their first matchup is 
Going to be very, very fiery, Jay Gracolina. They face Scotland on the Sunday, the 22nd. And if there's a time for Ireland to get picked off, I reckon it's now if you're Scotland. Look, this is probably the best time to play Ireland, first up. They've got a lot of uh, expectation on them. They've got a lot of pressure on them. Playing Scotland, you know, Scotland are a really good forward pace. A lot of European rugby sides focus on their forwards, their scrum and their rucks uh, rucks and malls. So Scotland, if they're a chance to, you know, take some points away against uh, a a side, Ireland's their chance now because playing the first up with all this expectation, Scotland come out firing. They play some quick rugby, some running rugby, beat them down, beat them in the breakdowns. Uh, and in the set piece, they're a real chance. But look, you just can't go past the world number twos, uh, you know, with the side that they've got, as you just mentioned. I'll take Ireland in this one. But I tell you what, Scotland, they could really uh, have some eyes on them after this game if they come out firing. Well, let's look at that side as well. Just to mention, they've got Stuart McKinley, who is the captain, John Barkley, Simon Bergen, Fraser Brown, Scott Cummings, Alan Liddell, Xander Ferguson, Grant Gilchrist, Johnny Gray, Willem Nell, Gordon Reid, Jamie Ritchie, Blade Thomas, Ben Tullis, George Turner, Hamish Watson, Ryan Wilson are the forwards they're taking along to the competition. And in the backs, you've got Darcy Graham, Chris Harris, Adam Hastings, Stuart Hogg, George Horn, Peter Horn, the brother, Sam Johnson, Blair Kinghorn, Greg Laidlaw, Sean Maitland, Ali Price, excuse me, that's Ali Price, Finn Russell, Tommy Seymour, and Duncan Taylor. Really big matchup early on in that pool A, as we mentioned. Let's go down and let's talk about the side that uh, will be kicking off this uh, Rugby World Cup, the home nation, as we mentioned, for the first time in their, in their history, Japan. And, well, we, you've got to... Japan has got to be one of those teams, Jake, which has got to be the most lovable team in the world. You, you just can't hate them. Oh, absolutely. And coming off the previous World Cup where they uh, they beat uh, South Africa there, um, you know, and they, their rugby is improving out of sight, out of sight. They have got the Sunwolves now. Well, they were playing. They've got one more season left in the Super Rugby competition before they are unfortunately are folded. But the Sunwolves, are, they're not any pushover. They're a real good side. They've got a lot of their international players playing there. They've got some guys, admittedly, you know, some expats, some Kiwi and Australian expats who – really led that side around. But they're giving a lot of experience to those younger guys coming through into this um, Japanese uh, World Cup side. And uh, tell you what, they're a real chance of getting some points. You know, uh, they've got, obviously, their, their toughest opponents are Ireland, but they're a real chance of, you know, they've beaten, as I said, teams like South Africa before. But then they've also got Russia and Samoa, who are genuinely, um, uh, Russia, Samoa and Scotland, who are genuinely beatable sides. So, you know, Japan, they, if they really step up and play some good rugby, they you know, could pull a couple of wins out of this group. Let's go through their team quickly as well. Michael Leach is the captain. Keith Inagi, Yuzuki Kizu, Jiwon Ku, Ilazisi Nakajima, Asali Valu, Takayua Kidade, Atushi Sakate, Shatoa Hori, Luke Thompson, Wimpy Vanderwalt, Yui Hilu, James Moore, Hendrik Tui, Yoshitaka Tokunaga, Pieter Labashain, that's a famous name, obviously, for many Australians currently at the moment, if you are a fan of the uh, leather on the Willow Sport. And if finishing off in the forwards, you've got Kasuki Himino and, uh, and Manaki Mafi. And in the backs, you've got Kato Shigino, Fumiaki Tanaka, Yutaka Nagare, Yu Tamuru, Rikiara Matsuta, Kenki Fukukoa, Atataha Moikiola, Lamano Lemeki, William Tupo, Ryoto Nakamura, Timothy Lafale, Kutara Matashushima, and Ruhei Yamanaka. 
And I've got to say, Jake, that is possibly the hardest pronunciations I'll ever have to do in my life. I tell you what, Dom, I'll give you that as a serious effort from you to get to not butcher, you know, at least ninety percent of those names because I would have a serious trouble with those few of those names. But a couple of names there mentioned. Uh, Kent Guy Fukoa, he scored 21 tries in his last 33 tests, so he'll be a real stalwart on the wing there for the Japanese. And you tomorrow, their fly half, he's got the guy that's got to lead him around the park um, throughout this competition. So, you know, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing how they're going to go. Let's uh, let's quickly talk about the, the probably the two minnows of this um, of Pool A, and probably the two that are sort of going to make up the numbers in this uh, in this group. Uh, Russia and Samoa. They face off first uh, between each other and a really good opportunity for both sides to potentially throw themselves into the mix. Oh, look, Russia, you know, it's obviously, it's not their first World Cup. They play some serious rugby. Um, you know, obviously, they're not a chance of, of getting out of this group stage. You know, I, I don't think I'm offending any Russians um, while I say that, but you know, they're, they're, uh, you're right, they are there making up the numbers, but they play some really good forward, forward-based forward rugby and they could, you know, they could shock a few of the forward packs like a Scotland or a Japan. But, yeah, as you say, you know, they'll be there, they'll play some good rugby, but they aren't there to win any games yet. They're there to just get experience. Now, let's talk about Samoa, obviously. We've recently uh, seen them play at Bankwest Stadium over the weekend. They played the Australians. Uh, a bit of a lopsided score in the back end, in the within the first half, but they held tough in that second half in particular. There's still a side that boasts big, big men who can really, if they knuckle down and 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 are, and are attentive for 80 minutes of of rugby, could really cause a lot of problems. Look, I think making up the numbers is. Uh... Is a bit harsh for them. I think Samoa play some really good rugby, led by their fo- uh, their captain Jack Lamb. He was obviously unfortunately taken off a bit early um, on their game uh, last weekend against the Wallabies. He played a really good game. I think he came off a bit injured um, early in the game, but they they play some really good rugby. And you know to score a couple of points against Wall, uh, you know, admittedly an understrength and underperforming Wallaby side, but they still came out and played some really good rugby, and they showing some really good strengths. Oh, look, I'm a bit of a smoky. You know, they've got to defend against a really good Japanese side, but I think they get out of this group stage if the top two go through. Ireland obviously go through, um, you know, without a hitch, but you'd say Samoa probably, or for mine, Samoa are the next best. If they can switch on and play a big game against Scotland, um, I think Samoa are a real chance. Let's quickly run through the, the two sides uh, there before we get into a little bit of uh, predictions for Pool A. Uh, running through the Russian side, the forwards, you've got Azamat uh, Bitiev, Andrea Kabutsov, Kirill Gotoszevs, Viktor Krezev, Bogdan Fedotuko, Vitaly Zhiatov, Evgeny Matia, Andrea Polivalov, Vladimir Podrazov, Edvegny Yelkin, Stanislav Selesky, Nikita Vavlin, Sergei Chazeznev, Tagir Gadziev, Roman Kodin, Andrea Ostrivkov, Valery Morozov, Anton Shetsi with the forwards, and in the back you got Vasily Atamaye, Igor Golotsky, Kirill Gol- Golosnitsky, Vasily Dorofi, Yuri Kushinarev, German Davidov, Dmitry Perov, Vladislav Sozinov, Dmitry Gerasimov, Ramil Gayasin, 
Denis Simply Vicic, <laughs> excuse me on that one, Vladimir Ostroushko and Sergei Yajushkin to get out the backs. And while I thought it was going to be hard pronouncing the Japanese names, but that's just uh, that's just about done. And I think I might retire. That's, a, that's another level, that is, Russian names. I tell you what, a lot of the commentators are going to have a struggle with that setup. And we'll just run through the forwards for Samoa. Uh, Jack Lamb, the captain, Afiasetti, Amosa, TJ Ione, Piolu, Asili, Josh Tyrell, Chris Vaibui, Tiafilo, Paolo, Kane, Leah Pepe, Sinio, Tolly Lafoa, Michael Alalatawa, Paul Alo Emil, James Lay, Jordan Lay, Logovai, Miliopola, Motu Matu, Ray Nioa, and Selilala Lam. And in the back, you got Ed Fidel, Tim Nanaya Williams, Ashi Chuala, Belgium Tuatagola, Henry Tafafu, Alapati Liawa, Reynold Lilo, Kiron Fonuncia, AJ Atatimu, Tusi PC, Ulapano Suyatini, Dwayne Polatibio, Milani Matavao and Scott Malalua. And again, battle through. It's <laughs> one, of it the, through. one of the tougher groups that will oh. get through their names. You've it's done a really World good Cup of pronunciations, but I think that'll be uh, just as exciting as the you've action. Done really, you've done really good there. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. Okay, let's let's talk quickly about Group A predictions. Look, I think we can get our easy predictions out of the way. Ireland, I think we can both agree on, are going to probably go through undefeated in this group. Oh, you'd hope so. If, you know, if they're not, it's something really, something would have gone really, really wrong for them. But Ireland get through undefeated and get through this group, hundred percent. And then, who's who? Do you think's coming second? I think it's it's a real toss up between either Japan or Scotland. Oh, look! If someone can switch on and play some of the football we saw them play uh, against the Wallabies the other week, they're a real, real chance of getting through. Um, obviously, Japan they're a really good side, and Scotland can switch on when they want to. Look, I, 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 part of me says Japan go through and, you know, a bit of a smoky Samoa get through um, coming second. They've got to get points against Scotland and they've got to get points. Obviously, they'll, they'll probably get points against Russia and they've really got to switch it on try and get some against Japan because if, if there's any side they're going to get through and beat Japan, I think it's going to be Samoa. Look, Scotland plays some really good football, but they're, just, they're forwards. Uh, it's a much more forward-dominated game, whereas Japan and, and Samoa play a lot of wide running rugby, and I think there are chances of running around them. So, look, I think for mine, the Smokies, I think it's going to be Samoa. It's my Smoky. And a bold, I have to agree, Japan, Ireland definitely go through. I think Japan will go through, but a bold prediction from you for Group A. What's, what's, a, what's one thing that you think is a bold prediction? Look, a bold prediction is Samoa's, Samoa go through, and they beat both Scotland and, and Japan. Okay, there you go. It's a big, bold prediction from Aqua. My bold prediction, Russia will beat Japan on the opening day of the competition. That let's, is massive, and I love it. Let's go down to Group B. And, well, Group B, an interesting combination here. It's it's top-heavy, and I don't think we're going to see much else from it. But let's get started. It's the big second game of the World Cup on the Saturday in the at around... 6.45, so that'll be around oh, 10 o'clock maybe, so 8 o'clock Australia time maybe, I, I believe. Let's it's, have a look. I've got it here. Uh, it's quarter to eight our time. Quarter to eight our time. If you're a rugby fan, you'd know you're going to want to watch this. It's New Zealand versus South Africa. And this is easily, the oh, well, if you can call it round one, game of the game of the round. 
This is easily going to be game of the round. You know, closely followed by France, Argentina, but this is game of the round. New Zealand, South Africa. Essentially, this is going to this is this is going to determine one and two. This yeah. determines one and two. Who goes through one and who goes through two? Um, you know, obviously New Zealand goes without saying they're the best team in the world. Though they've been the best team in the world for the last fifteen years plus twenty years plus. You know, they've got an unbelievable squad. They've got an unbelievable coach. The way they play rugby is just another level. Look, South Africa, they do play some really good, really good rugby, and they, but they play a different, different game. New Zealand, New Zealand are able to pick a side, pick what they're bad at, pick what they're good at, and run with what they're bad at, and play away from what they're good at. South Africa, they always have the ga- same game mind and game game plan. Is they always play for a penalty, so they play forward, and any t- opportunity to take have a shot at points, they take it, and if a try comes, a try comes. So. South Africa, look, if they if they want to beat New Zealand, they want to come first in their group, they're going to have to switch it on game one and they're going to have to hope they get a, a, an understrength New Zealand side. Let's quickly run through the two squads for these two sides because it's it's littered with it's littered with talent. Um, starting with the with the with the All Blacks, um, you've got in the in the forwards and the, the captain Kieran Reid, Scott Barrett, Sam Kane, Dane Coles, Liam Coltman, Luke Jacobson, Nepo Lalala. Atu Moli, Joe Moody, Brody Redelick, Ardi Savea, Angus Tawavao, Cody Taylor, Matt Todd, Patrick Tuipulutu, Offa Tuangafasi, and Sam Whitelock. And in the backs, you've got Bowden Barrett, Geordie Barrett, George Bridge, Ryan Crotty, Jack Goodu, Goodhue, sorry, Rico Ioane, Anton Linnett Brown, Richie Mwanga, TG, TJ Penanara, Sever Reese, Aaron Smith, Ben Smith, Brad Weber, and of course, the uh, much maligned Sonny Bill Williams. And in the South African squad, you have Sia Khaleesi, the captain, uh, Shark Brits, Malcolm Marks, Obongi Mubanabi, Stephen Kishoff, Vincent Koch, France Malahabi, Tendai Matawarira, Trevor Niagani, Lude Diego, Eben Etzebeth, Franco Motzet, R.G. Snyman, Pieter Steph Dutoit, Francois Lou, Kawaga Smith, and Dwayne Vermuelen. And in the back, you got Faf de Klerk, Herschel Giantes, Cobus Renach, Elton Giantes, Andre Pollard, Luciano Am, Damien D'Alende, Jesse Creel, Franz Stein, Makazole Mambipi, Spu Nukosi, Cheslin Kobe, and Warwick Gelland. And Willie Larue to wrap up the squads. There, it, it's uh, yes. We said, look, these two sides are most likely to go through, but that's not to say that the other teams in this competition can't throw a few spanners in the work. You have Italy, uh, Namibia, and Canada wrapping up the the group. How do you see them playing into this group, Jake? In terms of potentially disrupting both South Africa and New Zealand. You, you don't really see New, Ze- New Zealand throwing it, but South Africa, as we saw in 2015, they have the tendency to slip up to some of these minnow sides. You're right. And the, and South Africa going to going to into games against sides like in Italy or Canada, uh, in Namibia, they'll, they'll rest a few of their, their main guys. And, you know, some of their younger blokes coming through in, in their World Cup squad, they're just going to struggle a little bit to cope with the quick turnarounds in a World Cup. And you got sides who are genuine, you know, play some really good rugby, like Italy. Italy plays some awesome, awesome rugby. And we've seen them play against Australia in the previous World Cups um, and play really forward, dominate the game. Yeah, their backs may not be up to scratch against um, against New Zealand or South Africa, 
But Italy plays some really good rugby. They play some really good forward dominated rugby. They play that European style where either forwards roll forward for as long as possible. They play in the breakdowns. They play in the set pieces, and their backs just come in, in the last twenty two meters, and they and they put essentially just put the ball down. Um, so if anyone is going to really put put it to a side like South Africa, it's going to be Italy for mine. Um, you know they got a really good squad. They really got a really good side. So I look forward to them playing, but. Really, they just make out the numbers, and and New Zealand and South Africa both go through. Okay, well, we we won't probably have time in this half to run through the teams in those three sides. But again, I think we can both agree that New Zealand and South Africa will will well, depending on who wins. I think this opening match will top the group. Mm. Money's probably on New Zealand. But what's your bold prediction from this group? What's what do you think might happen? Where's the upset? I think my bold prediction uh, is going to be South Africa. Uh, going to come through this group first. But that is a, bold. But they have a real scare against Italy, and they'll, and they'll win by less than less than ten points. See, that's my scare, and maybe I'm a little bit biased. But the Italians to beat South Africa on the Friday or the fourth of October. I like the, that. The Shizuka Stadium. I think that's my bold prediction. That's all for the first half, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. On Triple H 100.1 FM, this is Splinter's Rugby World Cup edition with Jacob Aquilina and Dom Rizzuto. The 2019 Australian Ice Hockey League season has concluded with your All About Caring Sydney Bears winning it all. That doesn't mean it's all over for the year on the hockey front. Log on to bearsshop.com.au for all your Bears merchandise options. And stay tuned to Splinters and the Bench for updates coming out of the Australian Women's Ice Hockey League and the world's top competition, the National Hockey League. Sydney Bears, hear us roar. Sponsors of Triple H. Great to have you back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Splinters, the Bench Podcast on Triple H, 100.1 FM. And, of course, streaming live on the web at triplehfm.com.au. Of course, you can catch us on all your Spotify platforms, so excuse me, your podcast platforms, Spotify, as I said before, iTunes, Google Play, and of course our favourites and our home, the of podcasts.com. And of course, I forgot to mention at the top of the show, we do this all thanks to our great sponsors, Magpies, White Tara, and the Sydney Bears. We thank you very much for helping us get food and get our podcasts on air. And it's just great getting out this content out to you guys, the listeners, to talk about it every single week. Rugby World Cup is the talking point today, ladies and gentlemen. We've just gone through Group A and Group B. And when I say we, myself, Don Rizzuto, and, of course, Jacob Aquilina joining me. Jacob, so much still to get through. I think we should probably just get right into it. Yep, absolutely. It's far away. Pool C, here we go. Pool C. And for mine, the group of death. Pool C C here. It's littered with very, very strong teams. Let's get through the first team and the well, first two teams, the opening match of this group, which will be happening early, just before the New Zealand-South Africa game. Huge matchup here. The, the, I, I just as good a matchup as New Zealand versus South Africa. France versus Argentina. Look, arguably match of the round. You know, I said this in the previous, uh, the previous half. Um, I thought New Zealand-South Africa probably could be match of the round, but arguably this could also be match of the round. France versus Argentina. And I tell you what, Jomma, you know this again. This pretty much this pretty much guarantees who's going to go through to you know through this pool. 
You'd say England probably sneak through whether they come first or second. Whoever wins this game between France and Argentina, I'd say they go through too. And this will be an absolute cracker. Argentina, one of the best up-and-coming rugby nations in the world. They've got their side in the Super Rugby. They've got um, in the Rugby Championship as well. The Hagiwares made it all the way to the final this year, only to be beaten um, look by a very good uh, New Zealand side. Uh, the Crusaders, you know, again, winning their 20th rugby, uh, you know, Super Rugby Championship. Um, the Hagiwares, they, they got so, so close. They played so, so well. Um, they got a lot of their starting Argentinian sides, uh, uh, players, sorry, in the Hagiwares side. They played against Randwick um, over the weekend. Um at Kuchy Oval, and they beat them 79. Well, as you think they probably should, an international team being a club side, but, you know, they look very good. They, obviously, they played a lot of their younger guys, but they look very, very good, look very, very skilled. Their scrum is still unbelievably good. They dominate a lot of teams that they play against. Uh, you know, Randwick, credit to them, they played really well, but Argentina, they just dominated the scrum, and they look forward to seeing them. This could be a war of the forwards. You know, as I said, France play that European style of rugby where it's all forwards dominated. Argentina, they sort of, Ducking between their, their backs play some really good football, some really good running rugby, but their forwards are so good in the set piece, you know, that they could change the game. So probably match it around. And oh, this can, I don't know if I could tip this because this could go either way. Part of wants Argentina to win. They're a bit like, they're a bit like, you know, the Newcastle Knights. Um, uh, in the NRL. Everyone's uh, second team. Jesus. They're everyone's second they're everyone's second team. You know what I mean? Well, I They're everyone's yourself, second team. Speak for yourself there, mate. I'm not, uh, Newcastle Knights are definitely not my second favourite team. <laughs> uh, I, do want them to, I always want the Newcastle Knights to do well, and I want Argentina to do well. And I, You know, I, they could genuinely beat France, and they could genuinely go through to the, um, to the second round. Look, part of me being English is this a really tough... Obviously, I'm, I, you know, I support Australia first because my old man supports Australia, but obviously having the English background, this is a really hard match for me to just watch in general, Argentina versus France, two nations when it comes to sport that we really don't like from an English point of view. Mm. I want to ask you a quick question, though, sort of slightly off topic to, well, it is part of the World Cup, but slightly off topic to this group. Argentina opening uh, last warm-up game before the World Cup against a, a, a club footy side. Australia take on Samoa and New Zealand play Tonga. What is your opinion of these three big sides playing against lesser sides in the build-up to a major competition? Because you look over in in Europe and in the Northern Hemisphere, Wales and Ireland had a two big game series against each other. England was had I think believe played France. You know they those and Ireland, sides, and Ireland well. you know they've had a big they've had much bigger warm ups. Do you think potential? I know even with, from Australia's point of view, sent you know out a, a real a, a second string side for in in most parts of it, like, like a lot of different guys getting a, a run. Do you really think that's the best form of practice before a major competition? Look, there's points before and points for against. You know, uh, I think Argentina they're not they're not um, you know they're used to doing that kind of thing playing against club rugby sides. And they've played against Ramwick a couple of times, I think, from memory as well. So they've come out and they've played a couple of warm-up games against Red. It's not, it's not new for them. They're used to it, Argent, um, Argentina. So, oh, look, obviously, you know, playing against a, a club football side, um, you know, a club first-grade side, they're not going to be up to international standard at the end of the day. And, look, if you want to really warm yourself up for a Rugby World Cup, you want, you want to play international standard sides like Australia, New Zealand, England, Ireland, whoever, they've all done that. As you said, they're playing second string sides. You know, essentially the starting 
back line for Australia didn't start against Samoa apart from probably Wulgenia. If I'm picking the side, they might start following. They might start Leliafano at 10. We'll have to wait and see. But apart from Genia, they didn't really start their starting side. Marika Korobiti, as well as the other one who probably will start. Maybe Dane Halepetti, but again, you just don't know with those wingers. So, you know, they're starting. Well, the main spine, fullback, 10, 9, 12. You know, three of the four of them won't probably won't start, you know, in the World Cup. So, it's you know it's it's but yes it's a World Cup warm up game but also they're not playing the side that's going to be playing in the World Cup but you know it, it, it's both sides of the coin they're playing international standard but they're not playing the guys who are going to play the lot of the World Cup so uh, for my opinion look I, it's great it's great for world rugby you get to see more sides play against you play sides against different sides New Zealand don't play Tonga that much Australia don't play Samoa that much you know and then Argentina don't come and play Rambo because every so often or they've done it before so it's good to see games that you don't see quite often. But it also, it's obviously good for international rugby and good to bring guy, good to bring people into international rugby right before a World Cup. But for the guys playing, it's 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 almost pointless. Yeah, I'm indifferent about it. I think it's it's very important to get uh, you know the, the 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 third nation sides even in, into World Cup form and getting everyone and getting everyone excited about the game and stuff like that. Like bringing Argentina down and Randwick is quite exciting, but. In the build-up to a World Cup, I, I, I'm not so sure. But um, let, let's run through the, the sides for Argentina and France. Um, you've got uh, Pablo Matera, your captain in the forwards. This is for Argentina. It's their first squad. Uh, Nahul Tataz Chaparro, the, the 40, I think he's 39 now, uh, had a, a blinder against uh, Randwick in the forwards. Uh, Mako Vivas, Augustin Crevy, Julian Montoya, Santiago Sochino, sorry, Juan Figalo, Santiago Medrano, Enrique Pietro, Guido Petty, Thomas Lavanini, Matthias Elamano, Thomas Lazana, Javier Ortega, Decio, Marcos Kramer, Rodrigo Bruni, Juan Manuel Liguzimano. And in the back, you've got Thomas Cabelli, Felipe Escura, Nicolas Sanchez, Benjamin Uratupiltela, excuse me, Pulitelata, Jeremino de la Funette, Matthias. Orlando, Matthias Moroni, Lucan Menza, Juan Cruz Malia, Ramiro Moyano, Batista Delgai, Emiliano Buffelli, and Jauquin Tuculet, and Santiago Carrera, or Carreras. And then you go down to France, the captain, another forward, uh, Gilhem Guirado, Gregory Aldred, Yacuba Camara, Arthur Ituria, Charles Oloyon, Win Shalas Lorette, Louise Picamoles, Paul Gabriel Guez, Bernard Leroux, Sebastian Vahamachina, Demba Baba, uh, a famous uh, Demba Bar, a famous football player named there, Emric Sitiano, Ramba Slamani, Camille Chat, Pieto Miyuyaka, Cyril Bailey, and Jefferson Poirot. And in the back, you've got Maxim Medard, Thomas Ramos, Johan Huguet, Damien Panud, Ayeveti Raka, Wesley Fofana, Gail Fiku, Sofion Guccioni, Virami Vakatawa, Camille Lopez, Romain Namak, Antoine Dupont, Maxim Mouchard, and Baptiste Seren. Those are your two sides for France and Argentina previously. But I tell you what, Jake, they have one real other tough competitor in this group and another, well, World Cup favourite in the English side. 
Yeah, absolutely. I said at the top of the show, there's probably six teams that could win this cup, and England is definitely one of them. They play some really good football. They've got a lot of guys in their team that, that, that are winners. You know, they've won, well, they've been in World Cup um, semifinals and finals. They've played a lot of Six Nations. They've played, um, they played the uh, British and Irish Lions, who do who tour obviously really well, a lot of these guys. So um, England, they're a real... Uh, a real stickler. They, they, they've got a real chance of making it all the way through um, of these of these competitions. So, you know, obviously Dane Cole, Billy Vanapola, Owen Farrell, Manu Tuilangi. You know, there's there's names out there that have played a lot of international rugby. So, um, I, I look forward to you know seeing how well these guys play. It's a it's a side as you mentioned as you mentioned uh, littered with talent uh, running through it. Dan Cole, Luke Cohen, Dicky, Tom Curry. Uh, Elias Gengi, Jamie George, Mario Toji, George Cruz, Joe Lunchbury, Courtney Laws, Lewis Ludlam, Joe Marler, Kyle Sickler, Jack Singleton, Sam Underhill, Billy Vunapola, Mark Mako Vunapola, Mark Wilson in the back. You've got Owen Farrell, Joe Cockersinger, Elliot Day, George Ford, Piers Francis, uh, Willie Hines, Jonathan Jossip, Johnny May, Ruderit McConchie, McConaughey, excuse me, Jack Noel, Henry Slade, Manu Tuilaga, Anthony Watson, and Ben Youngs. It's a side that's uh, that's littered ben with Young's talent. Ben Youngs, another name I didn't mention there. Ben Youngs, quality football player. So England, they got a lot of talent in that side. Uh, of course, this group, though, you know, it's the group of death because of those three sides. But the two sides that uh, some would say are probably not a chance of getting past these three nations, but it could definitely uh, throw a spanner in the works. Uh, you've got. Um, You've got the two sides. Uh, you've, got, you've got America and Tonga. Mm. Look, America and Tonga. You know, the Americans get a lot of um, a lot of credit for their sevens rugby game, and they are probably one of the best sevens. You know, I say one of. They're the best sevens rugby side going around at the moment. But playing sevens rugby and playing fifteens rugby, it's a it's a very different ball game. And a lot of these guys coming from uh, a gridiron background, they're all guys who missed out on college starts and, and, and are getting picked up by rugby, they're all, you know, 30-second, 40-second, 50-second players. They need to start being 80-minute players. It's a different level of football. But you know what? They're, they're really put, putting up the USA side. They're, they're going to be a chance of um, playing some really good football against a side like like Tonga or Argentina. You know, yeah, maybe their forwards aren't going to be good enough against Argentina. Yeah, maybe their backs aren't be good enough against Tonga. But, you know, they're... They're, they're a good football side, are really on the rise, and I look forward to seeing how they're going to uh, how they're going to go. Let's uh, let's uh, move on to Group Pool D. But before we move on to Pool D, Jake, a, a bold a, a bold prediction from this one. Oh, let's let's agree on something. Oh, I, this is really tough. I, I I I think England will go through personally as the number one, and I think, but someone's got to go home upset. One nation is going to go home disappointed. I think it's going to be France. You look. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lean with you. Um, I'm gonna think England go through and Argentina go through purely on the back um, that they've played together for a long time and they're going to beat France in the in the uh, in the first matchup and that's going to decide who's going to go through. So England and Argentina go through. Look, a bold prediction for mine. Um, Tonga. They you know they didn't look they didn't look bad against New Zealand even though New Zealand put 90 points on them. I don't think they looked bad. I just think they looked defeated before they even got onto the got onto the pitch because they look at them and go, oh, you know, we've got the best side in the world. They're going to they're gonna beat us for supporting turning up. I, I think they look bad. I just think they look defeated. And so my bold prediction for this is Tonga are going to upset either France or Argentina. 
Interesting. Now, my bold prediction is this. Argentina will beat France in the first in the first game, but then they will lose to Tonga and France, and then Argentina will just go through, but it'll be on a it'll be because they beat them in the first game. That's my I bold don't mind prediction. That, that is I my don't mind bold that prediction. Very well, good. Let's, let's go down to Group D, the final group of the uh, of the group stages. Um, we'll, we've obviously got. Uh, the Australians in this group. Let's talk about some of the others before we get into the Australians and we'll give a good dissection of that squad. The two, the other sides in this group. And look, Australia has been, you know, they got the, well, they got the group of death in 2015. They've been, they got a little bit luckier this year uh, in their group. They've got Wales, obviously their main competitor, Georgia, Fiji and Uruguay. Now, Jake, <laughs> Georgia is, and, and Fiji have been around the World Cups for a number of years now. They're they're not they're not signs that you should be scoffing at. Same as Uruguay as well. They've played a lot of World Cup rugby in there. Look, they've played a lot of similar games. The Argentinians, obviously, being from a, a the, um, being from that round, that sort of region of South America. So, um, Argentina, they're no slouches either. So I tell you what, you know, Fiji, they play, they play an unbelievable round of rugby. Um, but they focus on their outside backs and they focus, um, you know, they, they get the, the football, their forwards, yeah, they work a lot harder and they push through, They but they're only there for four or maybe five phases and then they bang, they're straight up wide because you got names in there like a very common name, Semi Rajradra, out the back there and he is uh, devastating when he's got the ball in hand there for the Fiji and so... They're going to focus on playing out wide, 13, 12, 15, 11. Uh, sorry, 13, 14, 15, 11. They're going to be a lot of their point scorers. That's where all their points are going to come from. So I look forward to seeing how they're going to play. You know, I, I mentioned the USA and, and and their sevens rugby history, but the Fijians, their sevens rugby is unbelievable. Um, you know, obviously, it's 15 is a very much different game, but they're going to focus on their speed and pace out wide and their size. They're, some of their wingers are huge. So... Look forward to seeing them play. Uruguay, they, look, they're going to play a lot of forward-dominated games, but similar to the Argentinians. I think they're they're going to look really good, but they're, they're going to come up short. You know, Georgia, they've done this a few times. They've played some really good rugby. They're not going to get through to the second round. They're going to obviously probably come last in this group, but they're going to play some serious rugby. So I look forward to going to their three sides, but the Welsh, mate, the Welsh, I, you know, they are my smoker to win the whole thing. But we'll go on that a little bit later. Let's talk about let's let's talk about these two sides first and foremost, uh, Australia and Wales. Let, let, let's talk about the Welsh first. They're, they're a strong side. It, it, this is a big this is a big group for both these two sides. Coming first in this group is is a is big um, because if if you win the the group, you, you, you're going to face the runner up of group of Group C, which is most likely either going to be France or Argentina. If you you know, if you if you come runners, sorry, if yeah, so that's if you win. If you come, if you win, then you got to. If you lose, then you, you come in second. Then you got to face England. So it's it's a real it's a real big difference here. Like who 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 would you be rather playing here? That, that's the question. Australia don't want to be playing England. Full stop. Um, I don't think Australia want to play England at all because of just because of their not just history but their sort of mentality playing against. Um, side like England, they, their game is so much different and so much better than ours in the forwards that we're going to struggle. I think Australia would rather play France 
or in Argentina, preferably Argentina, because they play them a lot of football. They know how they're going to go. They watch the Jaguars, they watch the Pumas, they know how it's going to go. I think if you're Wales, I don't think you're, you're not bothered. If you're Wales, if you come first, if you come second, you don't. It doesn't matter who's on the other side of that pitch. You're going to win that game because you back yourself. I don't. Think, I think Australia are going to struggle a little bit mentally playing someone like England. You know, um, so I think if you're Wales, I think I think you're not bothered if you if you come first or second. So. That, you know, it'd be it'd be a good one to see if, if Australia can pit Wales in the, in in their pool game. I think they'll be very happy. Let's run through the through the Welsh squad quickly uh, while I've got it while I've got it here in front of me. Um, starting off in the f- forwards and uh, the captain, you got Alun Win, Alwyn Jones, Jake Ball, Adam Baird, so Adam Beard, Reese Curry, James Davies, Elliot D, Ryan Elias, Thomas Francis, Corey Hill. Wynn Jones, Dillian Lewis, Ross Murati, Josh Navidi, Ken, Ken Owens, Aaron Shingler, Nick Smith, Justin Tipperick, and Aaron Wainwright. And in the backs, you've got Josh Adams, Hallam Amos, Dan Bigger, Alan Davies, Gareth Davies, Jonathan Davies, Lee Halfpenny, of course, the uh, probably the star attraction of this world side, George North, Hadley Parks, Reese Patchell, Owen Watkins, Liam Williams, and Tomos Williams. And in the Wallabies... Let's talk a little bit about the Wallabies. A a somewhat exciting but not as exciting start to the build-up for this World Cup. Obviously, struggled against South Africa, beaten by Argentina recently, beaten by Wales recently, had that really, really positive win against New Zealand, perhaps maybe celebrated a little bit too exuberantly considering that we were playing it with an extra man for 60 minutes of the match. Nonetheless, a big win over the world, the world number ones, but then obviously going over to New Zealand and getting trounced at Eden Park once again, not even scoring a point. Mm. You know, they've had a, they've had a mixed build-up. Michael Checker has picked the side that is very reminiscent of that 2015 uh, that Rugby World Cup in London that got to the final here. You're looking at this side, Captain Michael Hooper, Alan Alatar, Rory Arnold, Adam Coleman, Jack Dempsey, Falawa, Farniga, Sekupi, Kepu, Tululatu, Isi Nasirani, David Pocock, Isaac Roda, Lucan Salakia Lotu, Rob Simmons, Scott Seo, James Slipper, Taniela Tupo, Jordan Ulisi, and in the backs, Adam Ashley Cooper, Curtly Beal, Bernard Foley, Will Guinea, Dane Hela Petty, Reese Hodge, Samu Karevi, Marika Korobetti, Tavita Kuandrani, Christian Lilafano, James O'Connor, Jordan Pataya, Matt Tumua, and Nick White. You're obviously uh, well-versed in the Australian team hit, Jake, and you know there's a lot of players probably sitting at home, probably count themselves a little unlucky they're not in this squad, especially when you're looking at guys like Adam Ashley Cooper, who's probably, speaking of players who are old, getting another run in a World Cup. Oh, look, it's hard to say, to be honest with you. I'm very, very happy with this squad, um, especially your back line. Um, it's probably the side that I would have picked um, if I was a selector. And there's probably a few guys that, yeah, maybe sitting at home going, geez, in the forwards there, geez, I could have done a little bit more to get through. But any of the forwards, they, they sort of picked themselves. Yeah, there's a few guys that have been there a few times. Uh, you know, Rob Simmons that I'm looking at, um, he's probably, so Kobe Kepper, this will be his last hit out before he gives it up. Um, at the end of this, but Sokobi Kepi, you can't go without him. He's one of the better front row forwards um, going around in Super Rugby. Um, you know, I think James Slippers probably came himself a little bit lucky he's going to sit down there, but I think he misses out to Scott Co. So, um, 
you know, it's probably this is probably one of the hardest sides to pick. Um, you know, you got you know, the front row forwards. See who you're going to take there. Um, you got you know three or four really good front row forwards. Your two row picks itself almost, and your back row picks itself almost. So. You know, this is where the backs is really is where Australia can win a lot of games. The forwards are going to do the work that they're going to do. Hooper and Pocock and Dempsey, your back three, they're going to just pick the ball up all day, get a lot of steals, get a lot of um, meters off the off the ruck. It's who you go to in your backs, and, and you know, for mine, um, for mine, we'll get your starts at nine. Uh, and then you got Lilia Fano at ten, Samu Karevi at twelve. You can't beat that. Samu Karevi played it extremely well against New Zealand. Um, in both games, I thought he thought he was very unlucky uh, does, to miss out against Samoa. Does Leo Lafano have the legs? Bernard Foley, Bernie Foley kicked awfully against Samoa, especially with the boot from the tee. Mm. Leo Lafano is obviously better, but does he have the legs on the field? Mate, look, Leo Lafano cops a lot of criticism for being a bit slow, and he is. He's a little bit slow off the Well, mark, he is coming back from a battle from leukemia, after all. I mean, give him, give, cut him some slack. Oh yeah, absolutely, mate. But he's always been a little t- a touch behind the pa- you know behind the pace. And when Bernard Foley first got picked for the lobbies and, and the Waratahs won the comp a few years ago, he was that football player that just took it up all the way to the line before he ran his move. Lee Lefano will get back there. He will. But he, as you said, he's coming back from a you know battle against Leukemia, and he's doing some he's doing some really good things. And for my, I, I might pick him every other week. Lee Lefano, he's in my top squad every day of the week. He's just a touch slow. Samu Karevi makes up for that, and you've also got Curtly Beal. Who for mine plays fifteen, and slots right into first receiver if you need him to be. So you know you've also got Reese Hodge who starts in the wing for mine. Who could slot into ten if you need him to? If Lily Fano is still gassing it, They've, and both Beal and Reese Hodge have both got huge boots if you need to cover that. So it's a well versed backline, but they've just got to switch on from round from game one. Because they've got Fiji first up, who aren't no slouches. Fiji are a, are a quality football side. It's got, I'm really excited to see Red Raja versus. Um, Versus uh, Cora Betty, that'll be an unbelievable matchup. But um, you know the Wallabies have just got to switch on the back one. Their forwards, yeah, they'll do a job. They might be a little bit lethargic, and they can be a little bit silly in think, you know, in in set pieces. But they'll do a job. It's your back line who've got to score all the points. Got to say, the Brumbies fullback for mine was a little bit unlucky not to find himself in this squad. But moving on to our bowl predictions from this group, a tough one to call here. Do we say Australia go f- first? They don't particularly. Wales don't particularly have a great record against Australia. The thing about Australia is World Cups, and I don't know what it is. I don't know how Czechs gets them up for it, but they get up for World Cups. They'll have an awful setup. They had an awful run into the World Cup in London. They had an awful run into the World Cup in uh, the previous World Cup in. Well, New Zealand, New Zealand as well. Um, yeah, they had an awful run into the New Zealand World Cup. They came third in New Zealand. They came second in um, in London. They're a genuine. They're one of the six teams that can genuinely win it. But they need to start well against Wales, and I think they can do it. They have to on paper. They can do it. You know, you've got the boot of Lee Halfpenny. You can slot a uh, for Wales. You can slot a penalty goal from almost anywhere. George North, Jonathan Davis. You know, they're guys that can. You know, Alwyn Jones. They're guys can run run over Australia. So uh, Australia, it, you know, they beat Wales. For mine, they beat Wales. And for mine, they go through first. Um, but, you know, that game could go either way. That game could go down to a penalty from 60 out and Lee Halfpenny could bang it and Wales go through first. You know what I mean? And a, and a quick bowl prediction. 
Uh, my bold prediction, Fiji, uh, Fiji topple either Wales or Australia. I just haven't decided who it's going to be yet. Funnily enough, I have a similar, a, a, a very, pretty much exactly the same. I think it's going to be Wales. Fiji will upset Wales. Mm. A, a quick run into what will happen uh, in the quarterfinals. Um, the winner of C, which will most likely, as we predict, will be England. They'll play the runner-up of D, which will either be Australia or uh, Wales, which, which will most likely happen. Winner of Pool B will play the runner-up of Pool A. So that's most likely, again, going to be either Japan or Scotland going up against New Zealand or South Africa. Group D winners, Australia or Wales, will play the runner-up which of C, Argentina or France, we're thinking. And then quarterfinal four, winners of Pool A will play the runners-up of Pool B, Ireland potentially against South Africa or New Zealand in a semi in a quarterfinal. That could be huge. And mm. then quarterfinal one will play quarterfinal two. Quarterfinal three will play quarterfinal four before going into the final. That's all, unfortunately, we have time for here, though, folks, on Splinter's Rugby World Cup edition. It's been a pleasure chatting with you once again, talking all things rugby. Jake Racolina, your analysis, again, um, paramount to the rest of the community analysts out there when it comes to this code. Oh, that what a wrap. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be on here. I tell you what, I'm really looking forward to this World Cup. There's not just one team who can win it. There's six teams who can win it. Tell you what, I'd love to see I love to see Australia as an Australian. I'd love to see them get up there to the final and hopefully do a job. New Zealand obviously will be right up there, but a smoky for mine, as I said, will be Wales. I, I, they're a smoky to go and win the whole thing. So really looking forward to it. Starting September 20, a couple of weeks of rugby. I can sit down every, every day and watch a game of rugby. How good is that? Look forward to it. Going to be fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to wrap this up. That's Jake Red Apple. My name's Dom Rizzuto. Remember, you can catch all our podcasts on any platform, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, and podcast.com. Of course, you, again, we are live on Triple H 100.1 FM every Friday night and every Tuesday night. My name is Dom Rizzuto. It's been a pleasure chatting with you once again. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, of course, thank you to the Sydney Bears and the Magpies by Tyra once again to our fabulous sponsors. Until next time, folks, stay sharp and play pretty. Good night. Good night.